we good? <laughs> yeah, I think, All I right. think we are good. Clap sync in three, two, one. And Very nice. Craig did not yeet himself out of here, so we are good. Wait for it. <laughs> so wait, does is, this mean that Craig's yeet practicing has... his social distancing? By <laughs> just leaving halfway through. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, I was thinking it was either that or he like. That is true. I figured it was either that or he was like mad about our uh, shit talking androids yesterday. <laughs> it might have actually been. Yeah, he's like, bro, I have feelings and stuff. Just because I do my work like if perfectly efficiently and all the time doesn't mean. <laughs> yeah, Craig right? is like, rise up and just leaves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he would, wouldn't he? God damn. Fucking Craig. It was so silly. Like, <laughs> Fuck you, Craig. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was working today with a Discord bot that's supposed to like, you can back up your Discord server and then like spawn another one with the same settings and like go do all of it for you. And I was talking to this person about it, and he was, like, he kept, like, you know, saying, like, he, referring to the bot, like, is in here. And then he's, like, am I gendering a bot? And I'm, like, dude, you should see Craig, bro. It's literally just, like, a human name. I think this one's called Xenon. <laughs> so it's, like, not the same thing, but I was, like, dude, yeah. Like, our, our bot is called Craig, and, and we gender the <laughs> fuck out of him. So. Oh, yeah, we created a uh, music-playing bot in the boys. Really? It's, uh, groovy. That sounds horrible. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty wild. <laughs> <laughs> you but Just you like answer. type in music you want to play then it plays it via youtube for everybody at the same time huh we even created a, a channel for it called a uh, hashtag white people music <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait 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 so does it play it for like is it play the video for how does it work it plays the audio okay i was thinking if we could use it to like play trailers to for each other but no in yes queen wait what do you mean mccoy you want to oh, I was like wondering if we could like you know like we were playing trailers earlier and we were like doing the three two one. I wonder if there's like a Discord way of solving that, but no, it's just the audio. Oh, I mean, I actually don't know. It might play the audio, the actual video. Probably not. But if you ever find a Discord bot for that, man, that's some next level shit for us. Well, there is like a synchronized uh, video watching website. Dude, I tried one of those one time, and it was like the jankiest website of my life. Dude, it's got to <laughs> be a better one. There's got to be. <laughs> Probably. Oh God. So, I'm going to break tradition, even though it's episode two, and so we don't have a chance of new listeners, it makes no fucking sense, but let's introduce ourselves. So, who the fuck are we? <laughs> we do a tradition by introducing ourselves, how dare us. Uh, yeah, we are the Tyranny of Thumbs Gaming Podcast, where we're just some friends who play a game each week, and then we talk about it. And it's really convenient, because, you know, in this, in these trying times... You know, I, I see a lot of people online talking about, oh, I don't know how we're going to do our podcast because we, we meet up together and like with mm -hmm. the social distancing, we just can't record. So the podcast is going to have to go on hiatus, but not us here at Tyranny of Thumbs because we were already social distancing before it was cool. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I always ask people if they want to hang out and they're like, no. <laughs> and that's basically how that goes down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know if you can tell out there by us constantly stepping on each other's toes but we're not like that bad at speaking it actually turns out there's a slight delay <laughs> that really fucks our shit up but it allows us to do this at all times and at all distances so we get to ramp up our content when everyone else is ramping down and by that i mean i don't think everyone else is ramping down just some people also um, we're bad at speaking yeah oh yeah also that too <laughs> i mean to 
McCoy, you did just call Gears 5 Gears of 5. (laughs) Okay, that's not on me. They changed their name. Well, okay, it's sorry. It's on me. But it's like they did change their name (laughs) from Gears of War to Gears. Right? So it's like Gears of War 2, and then it's like Gears 5. And apparently, I'm just somewhere in the middle of that transition with my speech. So just went for both of it. Gears of 5. Think about it. Think about it. (laughs) Okay, thought about it. Bad. Speaking of these trying times. <laughs> okay, hurtful. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> um, yeah, speaking of these trying times, you guys, uh, obviously the gaming news this week is the classic story of E3 2020 is officially canceled, and then Elena's little side note is, and so is everything else. So... <laughs> How is that affecting you guys? Is anyone uh, missing out on sports or just like, you know, like what, like what is the real world impact of the ship being canceled? Like, are you guys just sitting there going like, what the fuck do I do? Or like, oh shit, I wasn't going to any of these events anyways. I don't give a fuck. Or like, what, what about? Well, I mean like LCS canceled their season. So all of my means of escapism are suddenly gone. (laughs) Zoe is devastated. (laughs) Cloud nine was doing so well this season. (laughs) They were, about to win a spring championship for the first time in seven years and of course that's the year where they suspend the season but wait you're telling me they suspended the season in a game that they could play online well so they've suspended it momentarily i think they're trying to work out the logistics to play it online in (laughs) in the coming weeks but until it's it's not the same though there i i would feel bad if cloud nine won in their gaming house with zero audience. <laughs> like, that just seems like the most anticlimactic championship I don't know, ever. It's, it's still a win. <laughs> yeah, it's still a win, I suppose. But I, I guess you just cut, lose that charm of just, like, you know, killing the Nexus and then turning to your buddies in their gaming chairs in the gaming house just being like, nice, cool, bro. Cool, we did it. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> He just turns this one guy turns like the jungler turns to the fucking top laner and he just goes, Don't you fucking touch me. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> and that's the victory. Yeah, yeah. It's it's affecting a lot of things though, and it's 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 sad to see, you know, when when you see all of these, you know, wonderful things getting cancelled, especially events. I understand it's really fucking with freelancer work right now and people are panicking over how they're going to get paid which uh is serious yeah yeah okay i'm a little bit contrarian but i'm actually glad everything's canceled uh i i just i'm not actually but like i do think this is a really nice opportunity for us to look and see something that you may never experience the rest of your life which is like society stopping for a bit like we're very addicted to motion everything is in motion and like everything like money's just constantly changing hands and that's our economy and all that stuff it's just, it's interesting to me um to see it stop and, and it's not like i would wish that on people but i'm fucking here <laughs> i don't have a choice and so i'm going to enjoy the act of just seeing weird shit like what happens when they cancel the nba or what the fuck happens when you know people stop going to events like does e3 ever come back like, I've heard a lot of people talking about how E3 was, like, on its last legs or, like, it was just trying to struggle to find its identity. And, uh, and also this could literally just, kill it. I mean, last year they also, like, 
accidentally let every single uh, press person's uh, pub- personal information, they just left that on uh, a public website by accident. Yep. So, yep. <clears throat> yep. And specifically, it was like they had actually been warned a number of times by someone who found it, a good Samaritan who found it, who did yeah. not leak it, and was like, hey, you have to stop. They decided not to respond to this or care for months, and then eventually got out. Um, and we're talking like personal information. We're talking cell phones. We're talking addresses, right? It, wasn't, it was like, it yeah. was insane. Yeah, no, it was, um, it was a lot of information. So, you know, they, they handle shit well. <clears throat> And it's the same shit, like, they were... Actually, E3 was pretty late in terms of the canceling. Like, it took kind of, like, half their guests to cancel before they were like, maybe we should do something about this. Um, and so it's weird. It's weird to see, like, a lot of people... Like, Jeff Keighley was like, fuck E3. He's getting out. He's been doing that, I swear, forever. And he's like, dude, he's like that guy from G4 fucking back in the day. He's like the face of all yeah. that shit, I swear. And he's like, I hate... He didn't say I hate these people, but he was just sort of like, it's not, I don't understand their vision anymore. I don't want to be a part of it. So E3's in some real fucking trouble. And like, if you're a company, okay, at least if you're a big company, but honestly, if you're a small company too, and you sit there and you're like, fuck, what am I going to do? I wish there was a vessel for me to get my gaming, you know, press out there. I wonder if I could do what everyone else has been doing for the past couple years, which is just literally turn on a live stream. And just show your trailer there. Like, people have been doing that, and they're not going to stop doing that. But if they do it this year, they might just get addicted. Because, like, do they need to fly people out to this thing if they can just show it to you online? Probably not. That's a good point. Yeah, why does anybody leave the house? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Speaking of no one leaving the house, do you guys want to see that? It was, like, the most people were on Steam recently than like had ever been yeah anyone see that 20 million concurrent people for the first time ever or something Jeez. (laughs) by the way i can officially report that our podcast has seen no coronavirus spike in downloads (laughs) 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 but we're trying um (laughs) but yeah it's just it's crazy man like i will say like i don't know i think for everyone out there can we wait can you repost memes to your Instagram, like, can you just do that? Can or you like, repost memes? Yeah. <laughs> McCoy, have you seen the internet? <laughs> I was gonna say, like, <laughs> yes. No. Yes. But... The answer is yes. <laughs> well, okay, for some, but you know, like, okay. What a was the actual like... question? Well, okay, wait. But before we get I hope away from it that, I mean, yeah, well, it was a not stupid you version. Memes? <laughs> that was the actual question. I mean, <laughs> no, because like. No, because I've seen a lot of cases where, uh, you know, there's, there was um, these content aggregators, like the people that would uh, go and grab a bunch of TikTok videos and just steal all of them and put it on a YouTube video and make money. Like, some of those people are, are literally going down because they're just stealing oh. shit constantly. Well, right. good, um, for, so, good for them going down. No, but I'm just saying, like, what does that extend out to? I don't know if we've really decided as an internet culture yet because the, the, the proliferation of stealing other people's stuff is just so rampant that like is there's starting to be legal action in that area so it's just it's just something to think about i'm not saying necessarily memes especially ones that like, don't have any watermark or whatever but i've seen some people that you know go after those uh their memes are meme meant to be form. shared mccoy yeah this is true but if like you're trying to, yeah yeah maybe memes are fine <laughs> if you're especially if you're just posting it to reddit or something but you know 
people are stealing all sorts of shit and just posting every, I don't know, whatever, who gives a fuck. But um, what I'm trying to say is that I feel bad for our listeners because they don't have the personal communication with Gabe that I do, but he has the best fucking memes at a time like this. Because the internet is in prime form. Thanks, and Mr. he's been sending me some good shit, dude. Some good shit. Like, recently, I think the one that's super relevant that you posted in the Discord was the fucking, like, it's a tennis player, like, playing tennis against a tank. <laughs> and the premise is, like, gamers, like, fighting against, like, the the psychological pressure of being at home all the time. And it's, like, it's a bit, like, the basically the premise is, like, dude, we can fucking play games and we can make it through this. We're, like, the fucking best suited. Um, motherfuckers, like, outside my gaming circles have been coming up to me, like, bro, do you got any games to recommend? Like, dog, I, yes, I do. If there's anything <laughs> I've been doing for the past year, it's figuring out shit to recommend to you, so. I was talking to Elena this morning about the whole quarantine and the virus and everything. And she was like, the gamers will be the only survivors. <laughs> and I said, we are the strong. We will endure and survive. <laughs> yeah. I'm fucking ready. I'm, like, so down. Like, the, the weirdest part to me is that my job is very remote. And so I kind of wish it wasn't in some sick way. Because I'm like, I kind of want a vacation. Does, don't you feel like this is the vacation time? If everyone's just cooped up in their house, why not just hang out and have a good time? I don't know. I don't know. I do appreciate getting paid, though, by the way. So the thing about work like, here in do you mean, like, a staycation? Or, like, a Yeah, a yeah, staycation. 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 Okay, that's yeah. good. No, right, yeah, where I'm Please don't at. travel. Yeah. No, 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 no. We've been self-quarantining. If you leave I mean, your house, you get shot. I've heard that's true. They did just text <laughs> out on, on Nixle that at least in, in the California area I'm in, you can't leave. Uh, and it's like, you can only go to the grocery stores and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, that's nice. But, we, but Elena and I have been doing that anyways uh, for the past like week or so. Like we already have our food stores and stuff like that. Because just the, the assumption is, right, if you can spread this without the symptoms showing yet like somewhere between two and 11 days are when you notice that you're sick, but before that you're spreading it, then you have to just assume that a ton more people have it than we'll know. And you have to assume potentially that you have it or that I have it in other words. And so I've been trying to protect my community by just not going out. I'm not waiting for shit to get serious in this area and then be like, aha, now I'm going to stop. It's like, I'm, I'm stopping early because like I said, it's like you, it, this is a thing that's really easy to be reactive uh, because that's when you notice it. And that's kind of like how humans are They're like, aha, I'm sick. I'm going to stop spreading this. But it's like you have to just assume you're driving a fucking car through the rear view mirror and looking backwards. It's a fucking nightmare. But you just have to be like, I don't know. I'm probably sick. So I guess I'll just stop now. So anyways, I'm not traveling. <laughs> so wrong story. <laughs> no, I'm not traveling. It's fucking crazy. I was going to say, though, this is like the perfect time for me to get a new PC because then I'm like, I was thinking for the longest time of like all of these pc games that i now get to play and i won't have any time to actually play them so you know what witcher 3 all the way oh through. shit Just- <laughs> yeah. we should do a mini sode or witchy 3 official sode yo let's do it <laughs> There's nothing mini about Witcher 3. I was yeah, going to say, right. there's nothing, nothing mini about Witcher 3 as far as I can tell. But, hey, I have all of the excuse in the world to stay indoors. So, it's uh, it's been nice, you know? Just trying to stagger my games out with each and every day that goes by. You know, Saturday I did a co-op Stardew Valley farm with my mom and sister. And Friday night I... Oh, nice. 
Oh, Friday fun. night was modern warfare with the boys. Yeah. Oh my god, Dark Souls! I can buy Dark Souls and try Hell to play yeah, through oh, Dark Souls. Shit. See? Bro, the content idea I've always wanted, and you can say no to this, and you can say no to this off air, is me <laughs> teaching someone Dark Souls. And so I'm just looking for someone to learn. It doesn't have to be you. It's don't do so it. He's gonna mansplain no everything. I, I was will, gonna say, considering but it's because... that I already hate it when McCoy explains stuff to me. I'm <laughs> Why? Why does everyone fucking hate that? It's like, guys. McCoy, you what? just have this like aura about you. Fuck. No. You just have this way you do things where you're very unlikable. <laughs> <laughs> it's not true. It's fucked up. I swear, everyone's like McCoy. McCoy I hate when you teach McCoy, me shit. McCoy, I'll get Dark Souls and you can teach me. Hell yeah. yeah. McCoy, did I or about. did I not let you teach me Dark Souls? Sort of, until you used the halberd and you went fucking rogue on me. Well, look, I learned <laughs> and then I betrayed my master. <laughs> Yo, it was like some shit shit. The perfect you, you turned Sith. to me and you The perfect Sith. Yeah. Uh, it's essentially yeah. what I did to McCoy. Oh, that was fucked up. That was honestly fucked up and I'm, I'm still not over that. Because it's just like... Isn't that how like, you play Dark Souls, though? Is that you find the weapon that you want to use and then you just no life that weapon? Yeah, that's what See, I thought, okay. but apparently so I was wrong. This is what I'm talking about. McCoy has... McCoy is such a purist with some games <laughs> where I just hate to be taught by him because he's like sure you use this weapon and this weapon is effective however if you truly want to be a real gamer you'll use no no this no. <laughs> no i never describe like that that's so short changing the lesson although i do if use very similar a gamer, ideas you better no, not it, play it's not that this. way it's not it's <laughs> god damn it um it's not like that okay it's not if you want to be a true gamer it's that there are certain weapons that you can use. And actually, I agree with like 98% of the words you use. It's just that it's the true gamer part that's the problem. Because no, it's uh, about if you want to actually learn the game's systems. Like there are some weapons that you can basically just cheese the game. And the halberd is definitely fucking one of them. <laughs> hey. Where if you just learn the spacing of it, you can basically hit everyone before they are in the proper attack formation, basically. Or about to be. And so you just one-shot everyone like it's fucking fun. Um, and it is fucking fun, but then you're not learning to uh, have your patterns. Uh, <laughs> what a like travesty. No, so you're not learning that the enemy strikes three times and then he's open, and that's when you need to strike twice but not three times yourself in order to counter, and then you need to roll away. Like, that's the, that's the game, in a sense, is training yourself to not spam, which is what, like most gamers were brought up with because games just demanded you use the light attack until the thing died. Um, it's like, you want to learn the patterns, your own patterns, your own tools. And so it's not a true gamer. It's just like, do you want to actually like have the satisfaction of learning the systems and building your skill set? And so if you do, don't use the cheesy shit. That's it. Don't use the cheesy shit. Like put the self-imposed, uh, you know, I guess difficulty on yourself. But as a result, you will gain the learning. Anyway, so if you hated that, you would hate being taught by me as a moral story. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's how it fucking goes. I was waiting for McCoy to say, like, for nineteen ninety nine, you too could be taught by me. <laughs> Dude, it's I wish I wish the fucking econo economics of it worked like that. It's the other way around. It's like I'm at this point I'm fucking paying people to let me just talk to them. Because everyone's like, no, man. Like, why the fuck would I listen to you? And I'm like, I don't know, because you wanna like learn no, here's the worst shit. All right, Elena 
hates it when I teach her things. It's like, come on, man. So she'll be like, dude, I want to make my own mistakes and I want to like learn myself. And I'm like, that makes sense. And then she just rages at the game for 30 minutes, puts it down, uninstalls it and never plays it again. And I'm like, well, <laughs> if you had listened to me, I would have showed you how to enjoy the game. And then you wouldn't quit after 30 minutes. I would have showed how you had to uninstall it in 15 minutes. <laughs> no, no. I would have showed you how to learn and to truly grow and enjoy. Um, but no. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I feel offended. But listen, you guys. I think... You know what? Okay, I'm actually taking on the word mansplaining right now. I think that word is fucked up. And I think it's so wrong. Because what has what what is it? What's the man? So part of it? it's so no no no. It's so the term mansplaining is not is is not just a man explaining things, uh, and it's often used as a joke and not for real when related to you, McCoy. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> because it's funny. It's McCoy explaining. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mansplaining is explaining is men explaining super obvious stuff or. Assuming a woman doesn't know something, and then just telling telling her what it is in in uh, condescending detail. Yeah. See. Um, okay. That kind of makes sense. Because I of think, sexism. Because of right. And yeah. So I think. Whew, if we really want to dive into my psyche, the reason why I explain really basic shit to people is because I'm generally not particularly well informed on things. And I'm actually like, did you guys know about this? And it's like the most basic shit ever. And people just get really offended. Because I'm like, did you guys know there's this word for like this thing that your keys are on where it has all the buttons? It's called a key fob. And I was like, yes, of course we knew that. But I'm like, oh, oh, you did? Because I just learned it last week. Um, so there you go. Um, but cool. Very but that, cool. It comes out of a... Yeah, no, it's so it's not actually mansplaining. That's just, it's just, you know, learning Splaining. that other people know things. Yeah, exactly. Learning that, and then, <laughs> then they just go around and tell me how it actually is, and I'm like, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that the tables being turned here. But no, I, I think people actually have not everyone, but I, I think some people who use the word mansplaining, and I don't mean towards me, but just in general, I think have some sort of adverse reaction to their experience with school. Like, maybe they're just done with it. Oh, absolutely, it. yeah. You know what I mean? Because they're like, don't teach me shit. And I'm like, teaching shit is the core foundation of what humans do. It might be the most beautiful thing we do. It might be why we are what we are, and you just don't want it? What the fuck? Get out of my face. Um, but that's just my opinion. Um, anyways, we played a game this week. Uh, and in fact, we played the second, I don't know, middle? We played the middle of it. Um and it's called Detroit, but you know that because you clicked on this, and you know that also because in theory you listened to the first episode, so I guess where the fuck am I? But what did you guys think? Is this a game that you felt like, you know, if you think of this in the sense of the council, the council was something where the first episode was a banger, and so far our first impressions on Detroit, Detroit were, were positive. I'm not sure if it was a banger, but maybe it was for some. But the middle really left some questions of like how they're going to fucking pull this off. Do you guys feel like there's questions here in Detroit or do you guys think that they're, they're kind of pulling it off as we, you know, see it as we speak. Um, an interesting question. Uh, <clears throat> I definitely think that there's a bunch of questions going on. Um, but like, I mean that in a positive way. Mm -hmm. Um, like, the, I felt like the beginning 
did an okay job of pulling me in. Um, it kind of beat me over the head with, uh, you know, we're, we're making some allegories here uh, to oppression in the real world. And, um, <clears throat> but it, it, it was telling a good story. It had intriguing characters. Um, and I really liked the systems that they presented. I think that in this section, um, they, I think they, they raised the ball instead of dropping it, um, mm. in terms of, of creating intrigue, um, and, and buy-in. Does anyone else feel that way? I, I, for one would say, dude, I totally agree. Yeah. Like for me, it's like. I, I really liked how they started the game off. I liked that kind of, like, high-intensity, like, you know, very important situation, very important choices to make, and then immediately counter it with, like, a more mundane uh, scenario. Um, but I, I am also in the in the realm of, like, I am curious how they're going to, you know, wrap all this up and tell their tale and get it into a satisfactory ending. But... <clears throat> For me also, it's like in a good light where it's like I'm curious but optimistic, whereas with uh, the council, I was curious but just like how the fuck are they going to do this? There's no way. Right. And I was right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't feel like, you know, the council at this point in time in the middle had done its absolute best to throw away everything that was interesting about it from a storyline perspective and brought in yep. an entirely new set of storylines for yeah, like every single character and every single section. It just felt like they wanted to stack more and more onto it. The like intrigue, plot twists. And yeah. it's just like how okay, how are you gonna like make this work? Whereas right. with Detroit, and I feel like it's all it seems like more mellow and more like established and it's not like insane plot twists it's more like okay this story is like tracking in a certain way and like any kind of like twists or like big moments feel like they come more naturally and play out much smoother hmm. yeah yeah and like they're they're continuing their storylines and you're gonna maybe see them intertwine and stuff as opposed yeah. to like reinventing the storylines and stuff like that yeah um so you've played this game a hundred times. Do you agree with the assessment we've got so far? Is this how you felt the first time? Do you still feel this way going through? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think the second part. I, I think a, a lot of what these longer form games struggle with is trying to keep the player <laughs> engaged in this middle section, um, especially since. You know, like, we, we were talking in the past about games like Bioshock Infinite, where, like, the middle section just kind of feels like filler and just felt like they needed to extend the game out. Whereas here in Detroit, the middle sections make sense for the storyline and it doesn't feel like unnecessary chapters and unnecessary filler. Um, and I and I stand by that, you know, see, in playing it again. Like, all of the chapters so far make sense. Like... Never have we played a chapter going like, well, what the what was the fucking point of that scene? Like, you know, we're not <laughs> we're not playing Norman Jaden at a piano like with some weird butler like all of a sudden like there's nothing that like strange that pops up 
in the middle of the game that makes you just question everything. Everything seems to have a very natural progression and it just seems so much better. Like it, it was, it was planned out better than heavy rain for sure. Writing wise so far yeah. in the game. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. So then I'm curious, you know, <clears throat> we've only had one playthrough, and we've definitely seen at the end of every chapter that they show you the percentages of who did what, and there's a lot of illusion of choice there. Um, I, It's just a read from playing it this one time, but I get the sense that there really isn't actually that much choice in this game, and that might not necessarily be a bad thing, or maybe there's a lot of choice that leads to the same outcome or leads to like a slightly different outcome, but as long the same story path. Um, Cause it seems like in this section, there was a lot of things that was just like, get to the end of this section, which I actually thought were really powerful parts of the story that I really enjoy. Like I wasn't looking to like change them or have choices. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like, you know, what, you know what I'm saying? So I think that, that this block of games is like, to me, it's like almost an argument in, in favor of, um, like, not giving the player choice in how the story progresses. Like, I think that the most powerful scenes are the ones where you don't have a lot of choices in general. Um, like, I felt like one of the big choice points when you get off the bus with uh with the girl that was mostly just frustrating to me it was like all right so we have all these options and the girl doesn't want to do fucking any of them so <laughs> mm-hmm. just kind of decide do you want to like do shitty stuff or stay in a shitty car or like be in the gross house with the weird guy with the knife Right. Um, and they, they like, flirt at, like, potentially characters dying and all sorts of shit, so maybe that changes shit up drastically if that knife guy murders you, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, can, can he? Probably. Maybe. Well, and I think you guys are also forgetting that it, as much as it doesn't seem like there's, like, such a choice that has an immediate impact to the storyline... You are making choices that influence your relationships with other characters in the game, oh, which so can go into play later that, down the road. I think that those choices are much more interesting to me, uh, or much more successful to me, than the choices like like that one um, that could just. I don't know. I feel like when the when the when good writers have more control over the story. Um, it gets better. You know, as you know opposed I mean? to like a million branching paths where it just makes them thin. See, right. Exactly. I, yeah. I, I wish those parts of influencing the characters was working for me better, but it's not because I find that they, the, the dialogue choices as the person who's playing, uh, I am constantly confused as to what the fuck is coming out of my character's mouth. Despite, I just clicked the button and like, I, I agree with that as well. Yeah. I but think, then if we're I saying think, that that's important, like, fuck me. Like, I'm ruining my relationships with half these people, or at least, like, making them not as good as they could because I just didn't understand what that what word answer meant. Like, that that gets me a little. Um, yeah, I think it's a little hard in dialogue-based options to, like, without having, like, 
a full-fledged sentence be an option that you have to like scan through and be like, yes, if he says this verbatim, like this is exactly what I'll like, you know, this is exactly how I'll want it to say. Like, cause yeah, all of your dialogue options in this game are prompted with a like feeling. Emotions? Yeah. 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 It's mm-hmm. like, you know, Hank asks you a question and your options are like assertive, ironic, uh, casual, cold or something like that. And so you're like, uh, maybe ironic. And then like Connor will just go insult his ass and you're just like, yeah. wait, no, <laughs> Connor, that's not what I wanted. Yeah. It shows you that I wasn't humans... trying to be a dick. I just, yeah, I just wanted your dick. <laughs> true. True. We're playing for that if we can possibly get it. But yeah, it's like it's like um, communications more uh, dynamic than just a single emotion. So like they pair some together in ways that you're like, I, I didn't mean I, like it's gonna be fun, ironic or like, you know, cutesy, ironic in a way that like people appreciate. But instead, it's like, ironically, I hate everything about you. It's like, whoops. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was ironic, though. Yeah. And that being said, though, it's not like they're, you know, you don't get to see exactly what the points are that you're adding or detracting. So I don't know if I'm really devastating these people by, by, you know, messing up every once in a while. But it does. It's just like the dissonance is so intense. And I think that's maybe something that is like the characters look so much better and the the voice acting is so much better and the story is so much more interesting. I'm so much more into it. But then anything it does where I'm not expecting it in that sort of way, like takes me really fucking out for a second because I'm like, whoa, I... I, it's like it's it feels like my hands just like stopped listening to me and did their own thing for a while and I'm like watching it and I'm just like the fuck is happening um mm. so it's a little strange and I think I think at least when it comes to like the, to the relationship points I I would have to like look it up to see if quantifiably this is true or not but like it does seem like the more drastic upwards arrows and downwards arrows aren't based off of dialogue as much as it's based off of your actions, which are very clear cut. I feel like Mm -hmm. you shoot the girls at the strip strip club or you do not shoot the girls at the strip club. And if you don't shoot Hank's arrow shoots way up. And if you do shoot them, like Hank's arrow goes shoots all the way down. Like it's, I feel like the more drastic friendship points are, you know, done through action as opposed to dialogue, probably because of that weird ambiguity, uh, you know, with, you know, with what you want your character character to say based off of the options that they give you. Yeah. And, you know, maybe that's smart. And, and like, yeah, I hadn't noticed that, but that's, that's interesting. Um, because may, maybe like the, the lesser ones in dialogue, uh, they might not even have, that much effect at all i don't again you can't really tell it's it's a very um opaque system but like it definitely does at least one thing that i appreciate which is it very clearly gives me an indicator of kind of what the this person's up to and what they're the what they are who they are right like when um i i don't know any of their names but like the when you're connor and you're uh talking in that like crazy garden with all like the crazy bitches and stuff with that that lady there and she's like clearly like your your maybe like designer or something like that. Um, Amanda, yeah. Amanda. So she like you you start to learn about her through you say some stuff and she disapproves of you or at least that's what I did. Um, but that that was a cool way of like learning 
like in a really obvious way, like kind of what her vibe is and what she's up to. So there's like that side of it too. That's just kind of cool. Yeah, for sure. I, I want to get further. You said in passing, like maybe it was the facial features and everything, but like the relationships in this game certainly feel a lot more real and in a way, a lot more charming than in past games that we've played. Like, we were kind of, for a while there, we're, like, looking at these scenes with Connor and Hank, and, you know, after a while, and I feel like this is kind of, this resonates with nearly everyone that I've seen play the game, but, like, this kind of buddy cop mentality, like, really charms a lot of people in this game, where they, like, they really like the relationship that these characters play out, and I don't know if it's because of just better voice acting, you know, better facial animations, like, you know, you get to see Connor wink at Hank as he says something cheeky or something. And therefore it's like kind of charming in that way. Like, cause I was thinking back to heavy rain. It's like, <laughs> you've got Connor and Hank in Detroit become human. And then like in heavy rain, you have Scott Shelby and Lauren, like, <laughs> Oh God. And that, that friendship buddy cop system definitely seemed a lot more corny and bad. And I want to get your guys' takes on why you might, like, what your thoughts are, like, as to why maybe the relationships are more charming in this game. Hmm. I mean, I think it's definitely, like, it's, it's made it, it's starting to go up the other side of the Uncanny Valley. From It's uh, definitely still there, though, right? heavy rain like yeah there's some weird stuff there but it's like you can at least like see what it's going for and not like recoil in horror you know mm-hmm. <laughs> um <clears throat> but except I mean, I when would... that's the intended response right i mean i would definitely pause though that like while the faces look better like we're we're we are we are very much in uncanny valley territory like, they look better when they don't move. But when they move, like, even just the menu screen, right, when she's talking to you, it's just, like, Jesus. Like, because their, like, lips don't, like, line up super amazing. And it's, like, it's, this is, I mean, this is, this is the fucking Everest for games. Like, I'm not trying to, like, take it away, and they're definitely doing better. But it's, like, dude, just from, like, if you're experiencing it, um, it feels a lot like you're maybe getting fits and spurts of the vibe that you want from these characters and from this scene. And you're like, yeah, that's awesome. And then it just looks like, do you guys remember men in black? Like the, the person who's like wearing someone else's skin. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> and they like rip off their own face. Anyways, that's what their faces look like sometimes. And I just, it's like, it's just occasionally mm. for a moment, like they'll do a weird animation or something. And it's just like, Whoa. Um, but I do think that's also partially because it's like they're doing so much better and the graphics are so much better in so many other ways that it's like, it just it just sticks out, it just sticks out. Um, but to answer your question, I feel like it's the fits and spurts of the vibe. I feel like the vibe in this game is really strong. Like they, they have a really good sense of like the tone that they want to go for. And I actually find that's, I mean, it's weird. I The more I play this game and I hate to be this fucking guy, but I'm like, should this be a game? And I say that because like, when I'm like messing up those dialogue options, it's weird that like we've got this buddy cop thing going and then I just insult this dude's core to his face and he like disapproves of me for a second and then like runs back to the vibe of like we're buddy cops in like two seconds. 
because <laughs> they kind of he has to kind of like take that mistake and then rebound back to like where we want to be and it's just like very odd and i'm like man fuck i wish i could just kind of see like their Do you vibe mean, play like when i made you imply that or say outright that he should be taken off the case you like like that or when you when one of the options is that basketball was like, <laughs> that's like a standard buddy cop with a washed up guy like move in media is taking off real the fucking life. case yeah no. and that it, that will like yeah mm-hmm. gets that then, same like, result of just okay no it's my case i'm gonna do it fuck you but also come with me we're doing this but also like we're best friends in 10 seconds like that's exactly the, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah yeah oh god well that's unfortunate for everyone I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah yeah i don't i don't know i feel like i feel like it's like it's compelling like the stories are compelling like the tones are compelling like i'm interested to see where kara and this girl alice are going like what they're up to for me um, i think it's also a case of the like inherent neutralness of the androids i think that lends itself better to this and like to them not being a little more likable um because it's for me like i just hated like the personality traits of a bunch of the characters in heavy rain torch is like dude these people are so annoying and like why are why are why is there somebody that's like this versus the androids which are kind of just there to be like yeah okay like i do what you ask connor's there he's like mm-hmm. yeah i'm here to i'm here to help let's get this job done and it's like cool and then Kara's like you know i i tend to the house but then she's like, okay, I need to, you know, take care of this child, but not be like overly emotional or like crazy about it, you know, versus like, uh, Ethan. <laughs> God. <laughs> oh. And even like the, the mom too, is just like, oh my God, these are, they're so over the top. It's like the writers just had like a field day with like, try to mash up the emotions of like every everything into one person so you just brought up my argument for why this game feels better and it it was the writers yeah i feel like this game has much much better writing um Mm -hmm. and better voice acting but i think that acting can only go so far with you know it like it the script needs to be good you know the interactions need to be written well uh for them to be able to act it well. Um, and I think that it's done well here. I think that, like, they say things that make sense. Yeah, it feels there more believable. Certain, there are, at least I mean, there's certain things, like when you're in the a brothel and you have to buy all of the prostitutes uh, in order to question them. Like, what the fuck is that? That would never happen ever in in the real world. Yeah, but it's robots. <laughs> yeah, but, like, there's a manager somewhere who doesn't <laughs> want a murder to have just happened, wants to get to the bottom of this, and will just give you access to everything. Time you know? is of the it's essence, like, though, James. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> 
Come on, call I think they card. also just wanted to. Yeah, I think they just wanted to also have that interaction with Hank and Connor of like, this isn't gonna look good on my expense report. But um, <laughs> dun, 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 I think dun, so. He wrote this game. Oh man, I think it would have been oh. that scene would have been better if Zoe wrote it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we would have had a lot more male pole dancers. They appeared to only do like two moves. It was like the sh- the shoulder shuffle of like I'm kind of <laughs> dancing, and then like the I'm upside down just doing some fucking just crazy shit. Yeah, just <laughs> like balls out splits. Yeah. Uh, like I said during our group playthrough, it, you could clearly tell the animation department for the mocap, like, they felt uncomfortable with the male pole dancers, and they were like, do two takes, and they're like, okay, cool, next, and then, like, the female pole dancers are like, we need to capture some more sensuality <laughs> with this shot, let's, let's keep you a little longer, because all of the female pole dancers are just so, like, natural looking and then the male pole dancers are just kind of like shuffling their bobbing their head like yeah all right new (laughs) new random theory with zero evidence what if they're all just employees of the company and the male actors were really uncomfortable and the female actors just happen to be super down think about it right that sounds unlikely except for that it's david cage and the women that he would hire based on heavy rain (laughs) would be super uncomfortable (laughs) Oh my god. I love how David Cage is just getting fucking wrecked for everything. Every mistake that has ever been made or every anything in any of his games is 100% him. I oh, yeah. appreciate no, it's, his, it's all his directive. Fault. The fact that he has so much control and can receive blame for all of this, I wish he had as much control as we give him. I feel like. I think yeah. David Cage, he, he certainly improved from his heavy rain days for sure. I think he's still pretty bland at writing women characters. Yeah. Like, I just feel, I don't know, at least with the character of Kara, it's like he wrote like a couple scenes of just Kara and Alice. And then he was like, uh, fuck, I need to bring a male protagonist in here. Uh, Luther, big, strong man. Let's bring him in here. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. Like, see, that's why I think that this lends itself uh, to David Cage very well because he's writing. He's a robot writing other robots. <laughs> 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 and then, like, they just get to like humans are just a joke. It's, in this it's game. okay if his female characters are robotic because they're actual robots. Exactly. He finally found his niche. It makes perfect <laughs> sense for the way that they like animate and stuff like that. Like it just it makes sense to do a thing about robots if you're yeah. the main criticism of all your games is this shit's robotic, dog. <laughs> <laughs> well, That's it's also just, yeah. I don't know. Like his his female characters are also just interesting, especially how he's writing so far the character of North. Like Marcus meets North. Does she have and, a character? Her character well, is that, like she likes it when you do crazy shit. That's exactly. her whole character. Like, that's, but that's what I mean. Like, it, she's just not really fleshed out, and yet you can already tell the games like this is going to be rom- like Marcus's romantic interest, whether you like it or not. Because yeah, she's going to get turned on when you do. Like, look, yeah. man, Marcus likes bad bitches. That's his fucking problem. <laughs> <laughs> and David Cage does too. Hell yeah! Oh my god, I'm just like, I, I. I think David Cage is playing a very strange, like, sexual game with all of us, though. Because how many hours of this game have we played without seeing just, like, gratuitous sex scenes? 
Like we had a gratuitous strip club scene. <laughs> it wasn't even that gratuitous. <laughs> McCoy, like, I think I like a game with yourself. What about All what about the the murder? That was pretty gratuitous. <laughs> that's pretty oh, sexy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not what I <laughs> That's oh, not what God. you meant when you said gratuitous. <laughs> that's <laughs> not, but it is a, word, a use of gratuitous and you know, hey, I respect it. <laughs> yeah it's just like right now it's like it's all just tea stuff it's all just like we're gonna go to a strip club and then we're okay that's like i guess like slightly past tease but then it's like every time you talk to someone it's gonna like show their package in the dialogue you know like kind of camera angle and then you're gonna hide in this closet and it's gonna be like a you know just like a, a midriff some chest piece of an android but i'm just waiting for like i don't know i swear we'd have sex like eight times in heavy rain already and it's just like it's just strange like i wonder <laughs> i actually i actually feel like they kind of like that kind of speaks to this game and maybe why people like it more and like it more. That's a separate discussion. It's not so blatantly designed for teenage boys. No. Well, yes, but it's because <laughs> they, they reigned in what the characteristics you would expect of David Cage in like every way, like the chapters are shorter, like the decision points are, are more pointed and crafted that way. Like the sex sexiness is reined back. Like, it just feels like this is so much more of a streamlined David Cage game in, like, every possible way. And so mm. maybe that's, like... Because it's so funny for me that that's, that that's signaled to me by the lack of, of just raw sex scenes. But, like, seriously, though. Like, I feel like they, this is so much more of a standard game. It's standard. It's so much more of a standard game in terms of the story. Like, in terms of... They're, you know, like we said, we are able to reference the thing that they're doing, which is buddy cop. And then they're doing, I don't know, I guess I don't know. I don't know the exact term for this. But to me, it's like essentially just last of us girl runs away in frozen, you know, <laughs> situation. like they're just doing these stories that we know of. Uh, and so it's it's much more streamlined and much more contained. Um, but may, but like maybe that's kind of what he needed a little bit. You know, if you're not so keen on his just pure strange brand of crazy so well right because like the thing with heavy rain is like the the relationship between madison and ethan made zero fucking sense like <laughs> yeah in the sense that it's just like they literally meet each other madison plays a guardian angel act for like 16 scenes and then it's like he confesses that he kills a man and she has sex with him. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Oh, God. Okay, that's a powerful move, okay? I can only dream of having such a powerful thing to say. Um, usually it's like, yeah, my boss told me something I didn't like and I stood there and took it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and I felt bad inside. <laughs> Please love me. I'm such a man. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Right, but I think, like, I, I think, yeah, I, I'm at least glad that David Cage has reined in, like, a little more of the, like, does this relationship make sense? Like, you you look, you know, Kara, Kara and Alice's relationship makes sense, because obviously Kara used to be a motherly figure to Alice before she got broken, and now this is, like, rekindling that mother-daughter relationship, uh, the relationship, well, actually, no, the relationship between Marcus and Jericho right now just, like, doesn't make sense because Marcus just shows up and all these droids are like, yes, we will fall. <laughs> like, so I guess that needs some more explanation that we'll, the game will hopefully do. 
And then, like, you know, obviously Connor and Hank is a relationship that is forming through various chapters of the game. And so because we're able to see that relationship work out in real time, that's not just guardian angel acts. Yeah. And because they're partners yeah. on a case, it feels more organic and natural. Yeah. It feels like it's utilizing what games could do better than, like, at worst, a TV episode that's 20 minutes long where they want to do an arc. And better still, but still not as good as games, is like an hour and a half movie. You know, like, I always I always thought about that right. with Last of Us, where I the way I try to sell that game to people, there's a million ways, but I always just say, like, it kind of realized what I always wanted games to do, which is that they can, they're longer than movies, so they can show you really gradual relationships building. And I'm not saying like Heavy Rain's all the way to Last of Us, whereas Last of Us, it's like two characters and you watch their relationship over 15 hours. And so there can be such gradual changes and so many setbacks and so much gruffness and toughness that you have to dig through. But at least this game is like watching or letting, allowing you to see relationships actually change, evolve, grow. And so you're like, okay, I can kind of like feel this. I can kind of follow this. I can follow the characters from A to B as they sort of like go through this journey and share these experiences. So like, okay, cool. Whereas like Heavy Rain, it was just like, what the fuck, man? Like, <laughs> Well, you could tell with Heavy Rain, like, well, I, I say you could tell. Maybe this isn't the case, <clears throat> but I felt like with heavy rain david cage started out the idea with there needs to be a sex scene how do i get a girl in ethan's room <laughs> how many girl yeah. characters do we have fuck we just have this other one that i guess she'll tend to his wounds <laughs> yeah except like yeah it, it definitely just seemed like he he had an end goal of sex and then tried to like shoddily you know plant stuff before that to try and make it make sense whereas here like i do, i felt like he you know started from square one with two characters how do i get these characters to come together and what could they potentially do together in the future what could they potentially have you know? sex on like <laughs> <laughs> dude i was I, I was listening to a podcast on writing theory you know like structure like how do you write like what's your technique and i do think it's so funny to think that david cage's technique was okay i have two characters that start disparate and i need them to have sex so <laughs> <laughs> that's how he creates all the stories <laughs> oh my god what if the, what if this game is actually an adaptation off of that writing method but instead of so he he starts with i have two disparate characters i need them to have sex and then he Un and then he undoes the sex scene and then like somehow reverse engineers the rest of that relationship like he just takes the same writing style for heavy rain but he just removes the sex scene and then just adds more character development or something like maybe this could be a formula that could work <laughs> for other writers <laughs> yeah and then oh, he's man. like ah only 22 percent of the player base got the sex scene <laughs> yeah but 100 percent of them looked it up on youtube afterwards like come on yeah. <laughs> dude so okay so i i'm curious you guys like it like okay is this game landing more for you i think we kind of like i've said generally yes but um do you find that it also kind of has this reverse problem where like the better it lands like the more the the, the video game ass video game shit just like gets in its way because 
as someone who's trying to control it, I always try to control it as cinematic as possible. And then they'll just change a camera angle on me and my character will do a little pirouette. And it's like, what <laughs> the fuck? What <laughs> the fuck? Because this was so epic before this. And it's like, it's it, again, in a way, that's like giving it credit for getting to a point where I'm frustrated that I'm doing a pirouette. But it's just like, I want to... And I think that was kind of the design uh, goal with Heavy Rain and the way that they do their, they're not quick time events, but they're interactable events where you like move the thumbstick a little and you move it forward and you can do it slow. And the whole idea with that, I felt like was giving you the control of the, of the pace of the movement and the momentum a little bit. So you could try to play along with the story. So if you're not rushed, you can be lackadaisical about it. If you are rushed, you can be fast and quick. Um, and I thought that was really cool as a tool to like, I'm going to try to do my best to make this character move in a way that is respecting your artistic vision. Um, I feel like that's Doggy. another place that they streamlined it here where they were just like, ah, you can go slow, I guess, but mostly you should just complete the action and it's really easy and you can't really fail mostly. You know, like they just want you to like, just just, just do the animation, but do a spin wheel on the fucking joystick before you do it. Um, so do you, do you guys... Do you guys see that at all? Or do you guys feel like there are parts of this that are really like like sticking out because they're getting closer and closer to like letting you fucking see their vision or their vibe? I feel like that's a hard question for me to answer because I haven't touched the controls. Hmm. Next podcast. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I just think I think um like that's not getting in the way at all for me because I'm watching you play it, you know? But then, yeah, so, and if it's not getting in the way, then that's good. I mean, it's like, it's kind of funny to watch you do a little pirouette and then get frustrated. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, that's kind of, it, it just, it's all part of the show, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's, it, I think that's just an unavoidable concept with games, honestly, is character yeah. movement and like, how can you make the player feel like they have control without cutting to a pre-rendered cutscene and becoming just a movie like Kingdom mm. Hearts, like 30 minute cutscenes, because we just can't trust you as the player to not just run around the room during this cutscene. <laughs> like, I do feel or, like they're getting a little closer to that with this game. Like they're like flirting with that idea a little just the way the quick time events are so much easier and it's not about failing them. It's not, you're not going to like nick yourself in the mirror when you failed. It's like, you're just going to like reset back and be like, never mind, do over. You know what I mean? Like they're not going to really like, you know what I mean? Like they've totally I like given the up on that whole parkour rain. Like system, you know, mm. where, yeah, that was where cool. you, yeah. <clears throat> I think that's yeah, the, uh... good. It's like it's a playoff of Connor's ability, right? The investigation of like, you know, rewinding and going back and noticing little elements in a scene and piecing together or in Marcus's case, stringing together a bunch of movements to create some epic, you know, make you feel like you have some agency, I guess, in your parkour skills before the game just takes over and just has Marcus do it for you anyway. Like, <laughs> yeah, Oh. Um, yeah, I, I feel like, yeah, because I've noticed as well that the game has a lot less irritable failed events. And I say irritable in the sense that, like, 
you have to admit, it is kind of stupid when you're putting plates on a table and if you don't do it gently then what ethan just like tosses it aside like yeah fuck this plate like (laughs) i don't know like to me those are such non-trivial actions that the game just does to like fuck with you that i think most likely a lot of players found really annoying like i don't know have madison apply eyeliner on if you do it too quickly she's gonna wince and groan and be like you know, poke her eye out. Like, I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. they're just movements that are so not trivial to the rest of the gameplay. So they just did away with that. And I feel like only had you do events that actually matter somewhat in progressing the storyline. Like, mm. the only movements I think that are a little pointless are like when you're dragging drunk Hank to the shower. And it is a little disjointed when game kind of takes control for a little bit and then the two characters kind of freeze frame because you're supposed to be mashing a all of a sudden and then they'll continue on with their movements and then they'll pause again because you've got to press the up arrow or something like we were laughing about you know connor about to push hank into the shower and connor puts his hand on hank's chest but then they just kind of pause there And his hair just rustles in the wind. You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You need to take a I, shower, I think... senpai. <laughs> got it. I got it. <laughs> that was close, though. <laughs> but, like, yeah, like, I, I think that's the only time this game has done movements that seemed unnecessary. Yeah. But, yeah. I, it's weird. I, like... I, yeah, I agree that it's it's done away with a lot of the unnecessary movements. I That's probably for the best. I, I kind of miss it, though, or mourn it. In, I don't know if I miss it in its, in its uh, form in Heavy Rain. In other words, I don't think they were done. But I see the vision. Like, the vision is that we live in a world where, like you said, if you don't force the player to be slow or something like that by or by taking away their control and showing them a cutscene like they're just gonna run around like idiots and miss everything and not care and not listen and um the vision it feels like whether or not it was executed well in heavy rain probably not but the vision was how do i get the players to actually try to play along how do i get them to try to make their character look like and act like the way they should in this scenario. So how do I get them to carefully put down the plates and how do I get them to punch really hard when they mean it as opposed to just mashing a no matter what for everything um, or running around in circles and smashing into desks and stuff like that. Like they, they, they want to be like, how can I make you care about things, like care about your actions, care about your movements in terms of the intensity of it. So I really resonate with that idea. I don't know how you'd pull it off um exactly but i like the idea of like what if we could force these people to try to be cinematic with their playthroughs because they're running around with their chicken like with chickens with their heads cut off and then they're complaining that they missed the story because they ran the exact opposite way of the npc who is speaking directly to them you know like that sort of stuff so i don't know i feel like i think it's impossible right like i don't think there's any way to force to give a player agency but force them to be cinematic. Like, I don't think you can possibly get every player to care about cinematics. Um, it's, it's why, you know, people in Dear Esther, they were 
trying to grapple with the fact we've got this giant hole in the ground. We know our player base is going to jump into this fucking hole, but we don't want them to. How can we gracefully bring them back into the world of Dear Esther? Like, right. you just have to always understand that, like, you're never going to truly get every, like, you know, a most of the player base on the same page in terms of how you want them to play your game. Yeah. It's weird. Like, I mean, like, I guess they they try to do it by punishing you <laughs> or making you look stupid <laughs> and maybe it didn't work. I don't know. It's actually funny. I think, I think back to our discussion of dark souls, cause that's exactly the same problem that dark souls had to fight, which was how do we get people to stop spamming? All these people have zero focus and attention with their, uh, attack sequences. Uh, how do we do it? How do we get them to Give care about timing? Law. Yeah, and then the fucking halberd ruins all the goddamn fuck. Anyways, um, it's it's interesting because it's like the way that they did it was they they set up an incredibly well thought out punishment structure. Unless you're using the halberd, where it is really 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 elegant at how it stops you and cuts you down for running around with the chicken with your head cut off, and eventually you sit there kind of forced to play the game the way that they wanted it to. So I, I don't know exactly how you translate that to this sort of game, but they were clearly trying in the same way to fight gamers' pre-built behaviors. And actually, truthfully, like at least in the way that Dark Souls succeeded for me, I, I think that's potentially one of the, the best things that it ever did um, is that it made me play it the way they wanted me to play it as opposed to I brought my generalist gamer hack-and-slash style to it and I won and I saw the title screen and was thankful. Like the real satisfaction was from learning it and and fighting against the systems and realizing that the systems were there for a reason and that I had to like do, to, 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 like I said, to play the game the way that they wanted me to play it in order to beat it. So I do wonder if there is a way out there that could exist where you could stop people from being such bad participants in this story. There's gotta be a way. Like I'm not necessarily very good at it, but I try so hard to like be a good participant to the story when I play a game. Like I want to be on your side game. It's me and you. It's a dance between me and you to get this story done. How do you get people to have that mindset? I have no idea, but I want to believe it's possible. And maybe I'm just a little bit of an asshole, but I want to believe there's a way to force some of those people that don't do that <laughs> to do that. Um, but I don't know. And then you have Gabe being like, shoot the guy <laughs> kill <Shoot> the guard <laughs> <laughs> true 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 where's the sex scene shoot the guard no, that one's you <laughs> dude the sex scene in the video game is a dance between me and the game bro just saying <laughs> oh man but like, we got cool. the sex scenes in turning dark around souls. in circles yeah, the sex scenes in Dark Souls were just me getting fucked. <laughs> 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 but you like it. Um, anyways, okay, moving on from that. Um, should I censor myself? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> but, I mean, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Got him, guys. Whew. Okay, cool. Um, any closing statements about this game? I mean, I, I think we're really in the thick of it. They're doing fast, quick chapters, and they're they're showing a story, and it's cool. Is there anything in this particular section we want to talk about? Like, maybe we want to talk about, in particular, like, some of these, like, landmark scenes that came through. Like, maybe we want to talk about that weird dude who's, like, this Underground Railroad-esque kind of 
awful why does david cage always have some sort of rapist character sort of thing does anyone anyone have anything to say about that <laughs> it's interesting that you consider zlatko's residence something like an underground railroad it's, given that it he was takes like a his subjects it was like a fake <laughs> underground ra- like right yeah true <laughs> well he's the no because they, they the 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 word on the street is you go to this guy and he'll help you get out that's the whole point right. that's the underground railroad aspect of it now it's a lie and they're probably were cases of the similar things where people would actually just capture you and enslave you if you went to their to their underground railroad so it's the whole uncertainty who's the ally who's not and this motherfucker just he like it's like nah man i'm not even gonna help you as if to like bait you in and then just like the problem with that is like like his entire his house is creepy which is like whatever fine his, his like demeanor is like really uncomfortable and creepy, and then he's like, "All right, come down into my basement, so yep. I can remove your tracking chip." And then you go past literal like, like prison cells in his basement, and you just walk past them like this is fine, you know. <laughs> Like, oh, yeah, that one's definitely storage. That other one is also definitely locked storage. And then that one's also locked storage in this private residence. It's like, what is going on? Why would yeah. you do that? It's it's weird because they definitely, like, suddenly made Kara, like, a really dumb character in that moment. Yeah. Where it's like the game needed you to, like, be in that situation where she gets, like, tied up and her like the threat of her memory being reset. I feel like they were, they were just, they were scared to make that guy like a likable character. Cause that's the only way that you could have done that. And like, they wanted him to be clearly a villain. So you felt okay about like shooting him and taking his stuff or whatever, which and you kind of don't no do, but you're that okay with had him. No like, choice. right. That's right. So but it's like, like Oh, go ahead. I just feel like they should have made him... I mean, they should have created... Made actual tension by, like, forcing him... I mean, by, by writing him as, a, as a, a likable person, you know? Who, like, at the beginning is pretending that he actually does want to help. Instead of just being, like, a creepy fucko. And right. <laughs> maybe they try... I'm curious, like... It, it'd be, I'd be curious to see what their like initial vision for this scene was because it's completely choiceless, at least from like a the choice that I'd want to yeah. make, which is do I stay here or do Can I, get I the fucking fuck leave, out? please? Yeah. <laughs> right. And so like maybe they could have had a more nuanced version of that scene where you, the player, gets to make that choice because that's like, you know, what everyone criticized me for when I stayed with that insane dude with the knife. Um, they're just like, why? <laughs> and it's like. that's like kind of I see a parallel to this where it's like that was a chance where I was putting us in danger but because I was trying to read his character and I felt like it was gonna be okay and he had his like us best in mind despite the despite his sort of insanity uh, and dangerousness I was like okay I'm making a call here and like that everyone was like what the fuck why are you making that call but there was a call right and so that it's like I feel like they could have played that out here also where it's like another example of someone who you have to try to read and see if you want to make that call but I I guess they just really wanted to show you the scene the way it was, and they wanted to kill this guy in their revenge porn way. So, and they just needed it to be in like a really creepy house for the 
sneak aspect of the game. Like, yeah, I do find it a little weird that they, like, clearly just made this house look like trouble, like, from the very first scene. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's fucking weeds on the iron gate, and it's, like, looming in the distance, like a haunted house almost. And you're and just like, a, this looks safe, and it's It's a Victorian with a mansard not. roof, which is the classic, like, Adam's family creepy house. Exactly. Nice. Uh, yeah, I do. I do find that interesting, and yeah, I I don't know why the characters. I I felt like that scene could have been more impactful if they did make the guy a little bit more friendly. Um, but then again, you know, David Cage did have that creepy doctor scene in Heavy right. Rain, and that guy definitely seemed like trouble from day one. Well, that's one, the thing, right? So. Like, wait, so if you don't drink that poison or the sorry, the whatever the knockout stuff, do you get to skip that whole scene in Heavy Rain? Well, so if you don't drink, he goes upstairs. The doctor will go upstairs needing to go get something. And you have a chance to go around and you have a chance to snoop around and find the Blue Lagoon uh, brochure before he comes back downstairs and escape unscathed. Hmm. Like, it is possible to do that. Yes. It's, it's weird. It feels like these are such parallel scenes. And it's like strange that they made the conscious choice to like remove that option. Maybe they were like, no man, like Kara needs to be traumatized. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't even, it's <laughs> weird. It's go. like, okay. So James is saying, make this guy more likable. And I totally hear that. The other option is make him less likable for longer periods of time rather than one scene. Like it's like do some character development here so that I can really hate this guy when I kill him. Because I found that death scene right. to be so anticlimactic. Like, okay, we killed this guy. I think he was bad. I mean, certainly he was bad, but, like, I just met him, and now he's just dead. And it was like, oh, okay, sure. Mm. And I didn't even get to do it. I thought it was going to be like, yo, mash the... F-, like, it, I don't know. I don't know. But it's just, it felt like they wanted you to be like, <laughs> yes, the fucking Wicked Witch is dead. And I'm like, okay, yeah, this guy's clearly bad, but I literally have not even processed what's going on Mash A to bash his head in. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, it is. It is very interesting. I I think they, <laughs> I think they just wanted you to have your Luther companion, and they were just like, "How do we get a Luther companion for Kara?" <laughs> yeah. There we go. Oh. But Luther's pretty sweet, though, right? I mean, he's he a is. very he's large a- man. <laughs> God, he's so fucking strong too, Jesus. But anyways. <laughs> McCoy is turned on. No, it's weird though. I I forget what the context was, but I saw a picture of someone, and it was literally they were wearing the exact same clothes as him, and they looked exactly like him, and they were exactly as built as him. And I was just like, "Whoa, deja vu! What the hell?" It was awesome. Yeah, I don't know. I should I should have taken a picture. It was so crazy. It was literally like a one to one likeness, and I was like, "This is actually insane." Like, was it just the guy that they based Luther on? Dude, it might as well have been man. Maybe it was. <laughs> Yeah, because there are some actors, right? There, yeah, you were telling us about that. There are some actors in this, so. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah, and actually, I think they used, like, technically, actually, fun fact, the guy who voice acted Louie in the council, he's in this game. What? But no. he's as an NPC. He's mo-capped as an NPC in the background, though. Oh, my God. <laughs> Mother. <laughs> We've come full circle. I was going to say, like, I'm just waiting for, like, one scene where an NPC walks by and, like, has the one line of, like, mother. Why did they they mocap that guy as an NPC in the background? Like, is he just, is he, like, 
don't know. Not an A-list actor. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean they they I think they mocap they mocapped over a thousand people for this game. Oh shit. Um because they wanted the NPCs to actually have some believability when they're walking around the city, which they kind of succeed, but then again, we do still see some androids like glitch into a gate as they try <laughs> to pass awesome. through it. <laughs> <laughs> or as Gabe pointed out in our playthrough, like there's an NPC who is in strap for a tower who like goes through the entryway, circles around, and goes back <laughs> out. <the entryway. laughs> I forgot some shit in my car. I'll be right back. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man. But I mean, yeah, they, I I do think the NPCs are perhaps a little less cringe than Heavy Rain, where there's, like, I don't know, you're trying to do some, like, dialogue option scene, and there's an NPC just, like, clipped and stuck onto your right shoulder trying to pass by. <laughs> God. Oh, man. But, yeah. So I'm just, like, I'm trying to, like, listen out for, like, what NPC sounds like Louie from the council, because then I'm going to point that shit out and be like, there he is! That's him! Oh, my God. I hope he has the God. same... He probably doesn't even look like Louie, but I'm just hoping it's like literally like a one-to-one Louie, you know, like the long face and the green eyes and shit, you know? Oh my God. Sideburns. Fuck yeah, ex- exactly. It's like, mother, like this, God, being a demon is strange. I lived for so long, you know, just like, yeah. <laughs> oh God, that's fucking awesome. Well, cool. Demons can't mind read androids. Yeah. <laughs> He's trying to do that shit in the background. Like, God, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just waiting for him to be at a murder scene being like, this murder needs more demons. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Dude, what the fuck, man? The more I think about that game, the more I'm just like, the fuck happened? What the fuck? Yeah, that game was a fucking fever dream. Exactly. (laughs) Relevant. Relevant. Um, It'll be voted game of the year for 2020 and our end of the year game of Undoubtedly true, but... Yes. It was a fucking mess. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. And those things can, you know, they don't have to necessarily fight each other. Oh. Yeah. So what do you guys think? Okay, here's a question. We're, you know, two-thirds of the way through this game. And I'm just going to keep bringing this up because it's something that I, I haven't really been able to figure out myself. But, you know, in terms of value gained from this game, how does this compare to two-thirds of the way through Heavy Rain? Like, do you feel like this is a better game? And what do you define as better? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, do you know, the, you know what I'm trying to get at here? I think it's well, better. Well, coming from an outside perspective to the second week of Heavy Rain, just having watched the playthrough <laughs> for the second day of Heavy Rain, I can say that spirits are about 200% higher mm. <laughs> than mm. Heavy Rain Part 2. Mm. Okay, true. I mean, I was... I was in full fuck it mode at this point in heavy rain. Just like, yeah, do just do some crazy shit. I don't give a, I don't, I, I, let's find out what this insane shit does. You know, it's like, I, I didn't care about the characters enough to, you know, um, try and go for any one particular, you know, like personality type, like choice. Uh, I'm just trying to say words uh, and failing, but like I'm I'm actually invested in the story, in the characters, and finding out like 
you know, what happens. And, and um, while I don't think that the they give you good enough tools to actually decide your dialogue choices, um, <laughs> I think that, like, I, I'm... I'm more invested in actually like making a choice than just like picking one at random. Yeah. And you definitely are the voice along with Gabe of the fuck it, pick one at random when it gets there. <laughs> I just yeah, know this yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> I've just like learned. There's like, ah, fuck it. None of this matters. Just pick whatever the fuck you want. You're like, damn. Okay. So James is there now. <laughs> yeah. Cool. What about you, Gabe? Well, I mean, we even got got that way on the council. Like, oh, halfway through the council, absolutely. I think after a while, we were all just like, just choose an out. It doesn't fucking matter. And in that game, it really truly didn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in a meta narrative. I remember way, one of the reviews of that game was like, was saying that like the guiding principle of this game development was your choices matter, and it really shows. And I was like. Did, did you play the same game that I played? <laughs> <laughs> like, that clearly was a core design principle, but they just didn't succeed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, it was written on a bunch of whiteboards, I fucking guarantee you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. It's weird. I can't believe I was, like, invested in this how the story was going to play off and play out for the council while simultaneously not being invested in any of the characters. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to ponder how that's possible. <laughs> but uh cool. Yeah. What about you, Gabe? Like I know so we're past the point, right? You had played before, like we're two thirds, so we're maybe about past it or, or what? Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's I'm I'm enjoying it. Um with I it it's just like the whole the whole setup of this game I just enjoy more than I did Heavy Rain and way more than i enjoyed the council i think honestly i think you i mean enjoyed the origami killer didn't do it for you <laughs> no i'm sad to say <laughs> but i do think i might have enjoyed heavy rain more than the council yeah it's definitely possible yeah yeah it's it, i think it just comes down to writing and i think at least in the case of David Cage, I think he's perfected, not, okay, not perfected, but he's honed his craft over the years since Heavy Rain. So we get a mm -hmm. much more polished product here with uh, Detroit and with the council. It was kind of, kind of the case where like the council had a really, in my opinion, a really strong start and then just lost it. Just, you know, stacked so much stuff on top of each other, trying to make it, compelling and intriguing and plot twisty and all that um but with detroit it, it just it flows so much more naturally for me and i think that this game uh it, it just feels more like connected and more clear of what it wants to be and so far i've, I've really loved it and i hope that it all it all slams home at the end and it all comes together and is wrapped up nicely depending on, you know, what ending we get. Hopefully we get a good ending, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Did we do it? I think we did it guys. Um, I think we did it. Yeah. Hold your peace. I think we did Unless it. Unless you have something else to say. All right. Fuck it. No, let's end it.
Um, we will see you all next week, and maybe, maybe if we pull it off, we might have something called a mini-sode coming in the works, which is in theory like, yo, all of us have been playing this fucking Call of Duty Warzone shit, so why don't we just fucking, instead of just like spending 45 minutes at the beginning of the podcast talking about it, which was awesome, but what if we <laughs> met for a podcast? So we'll see if we actually pull that off, but we're trying. Um, so you know who to blame if we don't succeed. Uh, it's me. Anyways. Cool. <laughs> Sweet. All right. Everyone stay safe out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't go outside. Um, don't eat uh, Italian food. Because <laughs> um, spiritually it's linked. <laughs> Where's the censor? Get uh, the censor. <laughs> <laughs> Visual wants you to know. Italian food gives you the shits. <laughs> All right. Great no, choice. No, just, just, uh, yeah, no, I'm, uh, what right, is I'm happening? We did it. We ended I'm it. It's nuts. fucking over. Everyone had stopped. Oh. <laughs>